Happy New Year, everybody. Oh my goodness, it is 2020. I am so excited for this year's planner and training podcast, guys. This is the third year that I'm doing this third season, and I have some really great friends to share with you. Um, people that I've worked with, people that I admire, people that are returning to the podcast to tell us even more stuff. And also, people who you know, so some semi-famous planners and wedding vendors that we want to hear from. Today, though, I want to kick things off the wedding season with the back end of our businesses because I think it's super important to have the basics covered and especially when those basics are going to be working for you and making business so much easier. So today, I'm having... Sarah Dunn on the podcast. She is a return guest. Whoop, whoop. And we are going to be talking about updating Google My Business listing. So I saw her talking about this past fall on her Instagram, which she's super active on. She was talking about all the changes that to Google My Business, and she was telling everybody about all the things you have to be doing right now. And so I thought, you know what? This is a great way to start the year because I know a lot of you are working from home at this time of year. And that makes it so much easier to jump on your computer and update things that are going to help you not only with your SEO, but also what shows up when people Google your services in your area or even Google your business itself. So. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. I want to say Happy New Year, and I wish you the very, very best for the 2020 wedding and event season. Let's all kick butt together and get our shit together as well. Okay, ready? Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Planner and Training Podcast. I am so happy to be here with one of my dear friends. And yes, Sarah, you are my friend now because we've met in person. We've done video chats. I'm here with Sarah Dunn from Sarah Does SEO. Sarah, how are you today? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me back. It's always fun when I get to make a second appearance on a podcast and share a little bit more. So I really appreciate that. Well, you're just so fu- so much um so full of knowledge and such an expert in your field that I think I should have you back every year. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and and people and- should know of you, of you. <laughs> 
Well, and also things are always changing. So I would love that because there's something new to talk about in the world of Google and online visibility every month. So every year is definitely a good time to get back together. Exactly. So Sarah, why don't you tell those people who don't know who you are a little bit about yourself and what you do and where you're located? So I am a wedding SEO consultant, and that means that I help wedding businesses like photographers, planners, florists, venues, anyone who serves brides and grooms. I help them to get found on Google. So that is what I do every single day. And I play with a lot of websites. I look at a lot of search results. I do a lot of experiments. And all of those things happen from my home office in Southwest Michigan, where I love looking out the window and imagining that I'm actually on the golf course. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I just love that. So we're going to be talking today about Google My Business. Yes. One of my favorite things. So important. Yes. So why don't we tell people first, what is Google My Business? So I'm so glad you reached out to me and said, hey, I think we need to do a follow-up and just talk about Google My Business because it really is that important. And I'm so glad that you recognize that for your listeners. So Google My Business is Google's own free listing tool that gets you on the map with Google. And it's totally free to sign up. And it's just your way to say, hey, I am a business. I'm a local business and I serve customers. And it's super important for any business that serves customers in person to have a listing on Google My Business. Even if you don't have a physical address or an office where you serve those customers, um, if you serve local customers and meet with them, you are a business that needs to have a Google My Business listing. And that includes pretty much everyone in the wedding industry who's involved in the actual wedding day production. Mm -hmm. So Every time I work on a client's project, part of it is looking at their Google My Business listing and seeing what they have filled out there. So the listing is is a really important thing to do because Google is looking for information about businesses to include on the map. So if you have ever searched for something and at the very top of the search results, you see a map and probably three listings underneath that of different types of businesses. And you can look at those businesses, maybe see pictures of them, read reviews. That information is all coming from Google My Business. And to get started with, all of that information comes from the business owner. Now, once you establish your listing, other people, your customers, they're able to go on and add to your listing. So things like photos and reviews. But the basic listing is set up by you as the business owner. And so it's super important if you want that visibility on Google, if you want the ability to show up on the map when someone is typing in wedding planner in Battle Creek, Michigan, you have to have that Google My Business listing because that's where Google's getting the information from. So in a nutshell, that is what Google My Business is. Almost sounds like it's your online storefront. Yeah, basically. It's the way that you're putting yourself out there to get found on search results. And I should add that the place to go to find this is just business.google.com. And if you've never set up a listing before, all you have to do is click sign up or set up, whatever the big blue button is, 
And Google will walk you through the steps that you need to set up your listing and verify that you are actually a real owner of that business. Oh, and it wow. can be a little tricky yep. to get your verification postcard, mm-hmm. um, but it's really not too hard. Beautiful. So for those people who either just went into business.google.com and created their first listing, or perhaps they have a listing but haven't really paid attention to it, what are the basics that they should have on their listing? Oh, such a good question because over and over again, when I audit different businesses, I see that they haven't filled out the basics. And that's one of the easiest and quickest things that we can fill out. So even if you've been in business for a while, you probably haven't logged into business.google.com in a while. So it's a really good thing to do on maybe an every other month basis just log in and then I want you to go to the info tab on the left side. So there's a few options on the left once you're logged in. And if you click info, that's where the most important information is stored. And I want you to um, definitely pay some special attention to a few things. So the first one near the top is your primary category on Google My Business. And this is listed right under your business name. And it's really, really important to choose carefully what your primary category is. So especially as we're talking to wedding planners, event planners, you've got some questions to answer. Mm -hmm. Wedding planner and event planner are separate categories on Google My Business. What? I didn't didn't know that I know that. Yeah. So um, there's also a category called party planner. So you have to really choose carefully which one you want to decide is your primary. So Mm -hmm. I had a client in Ohio and they do all sorts of events. Weddings are a big part of it, but also corporate events and galas and fundraisers. And so I had to have a conversation with this client and say, okay, do you want to be primarily an event planner on Google or a wedding planner? Because unfortunately, you can only have one primary category and it is going to affect what you show up for on Google. Hmm. And she said, you know what? I'm pretty satisfied with the wedding business right now, but I really do need more inquiries for other types of events. And so we chose to set her primary category as event planner. And now she does rank in the very top of results for event planner in Cleveland, Ohio. And that's been really successful for her. But because we made that choice, Mm -hmm. she doesn't rank as high for wedding planner in Cleveland, Ohio. And that's something that we're still working on and having to work through. So it's really important to think about what you put in for your primary category and to choose that wisely and just know that it will have some effect on your rankings. Um, Also, if you've just kind of randomly put up event planner because it was a more broad category, but you don't really do other events other than weddings, I definitely recommend you go in there and switch it to wedding planner because it's really unlikely in competitive markets that you're going to show up for wedding planner in your city if you've selected your primary category as event planner. So be careful about categories. Wow. Those are some great tips. Yeah, that's, that's number one. Oh, um, there's geez. a couple other things I'd love to point out about the info tab, though, just while we're here talking yes, about basics. Let's do it. Um, okay, perfect. Um, one of the new things that I'm seeing in Google My Business is called service areas. So 
take a look at that. If you have been in business for a while, this may not have been an option for you when you first set up your listing. You can now define what cities you serve. So I definitely recommend taking some time to take a look at that and figure out which of those cities that you would want to show up in. And sometimes I do have clients that say, I don't want to work in a particular area. Can I say the whole United States? And that is definitely an option as well. So take a look at service areas and define what you want them to be. I think more specific is better if you are willing to do that. But if you do want to be a little more general, you can say states or the whole United States as well. So that is a good one. And then the third thing that I want to point out, if you're just setting up your listing and uh, just getting started here, make sure that your website URL is correct. Make sure that that's written exactly the same way as the URL of the homepage of your website. So just pop open your own website, go to the homepage and copy and paste that URL from the browser and put it into the website box in the info tab here because you want it if your website starts with https you want that to be exactly right here if your url includes www at the beginning you want that here so double check that and make sure that it is exactly the same as your homepage. and there's a lot more but <laughs> those are my <laughs> basics that i think are really important if you're first setting up your listing those are great basics um, just like from the top of my head is wedding planner and event planner is not the same category. And I, yes. I haven't looked at my Google. I know I'm really bad, but I haven't looked at my Google, my business in a couple months, maybe a month, maybe a month, maybe a month. That's not bad. Um, I think, and, and it was, I think I looked at it when you started talking about all the changes, which we're going to talk about today, but I was like, I should probably check that and see what's going on on that page. So yeah. you've been really active right now on social media especially instagram trying to be yeah i love all the videos by the way um and i have i even have friends who are local here and they're like you know that girl who does seo who's who was on your podcast i'm like what first you listen to my podcast and two i'm like you have to hire her <laughs> oh my gosh that's so great i love hearing that <laughs> yeah and um it's so funny but anyway there's been some changes to Google My Business and some new features that we definitely should be aware of. Can we talk about some of them? Yes. Yeah. I would love to. One of the biggest discoveries that I made recently, and I posted an Instagram story about it. I put it in my feed. I sent an email to my email list because it's so important, um, is the new feature called services. So on that same info tab that I was just talking about, there's something new that appeared and it was called services. And I always like to check out these things that are new because I figure that most businesses aren't really paying attention. And so if I can get my client to pay attention to this and be one of the first to fill out a new feature, they may be able to get a little bit more visibility in Google. The other reason I like to pay attention to these changes is that Google wouldn't put them in the listing unless it was something that searchers are actively looking for. So when they add a feature like services, it is likely because they're not serving good enough results to their searchers. And so they want us as businesses to go into our listings and tell them something that apparently is missing from the listing that searchers are looking for. So services. Um 
This section does vary depending on what your primary category is. So some categories of businesses won't even see the services link, but most mm-hmm. wedding businesses have gotten this, this new link here. And when you click on services, it will pop up a new screen and it says a few different things here. There is a section that actually has some buttons that you can check. So I'm looking at one of my client's listings that is listed as an event planner. And under that, it says add services you offer and get discovered by customers. And it actually has a ton of different ideas for different types of events. And you can click on the ones that you are willing to plan. So for example, birthday party, quinceanera, religious event, retirement party, corporate and conference. Those are all options that you can check off on this box. And I would assume if someone types into Google event planner for birthday party, you are more likely to show up in the results because you're listed as an event planner and you've indicated that you offer the service of birthday parties. So this was fascinating to me. And as soon as I saw it, I said, everyone run, don't walk. And go check out your listing and see what you have for options. And then it's super simple. Just click the ones that apply to what you do. Even if you only do weddings under event planner, you can click wedding and engagement. Hmm. Go and do that because obviously Google wants to get more specific with who they're showing in the search results based on what the searcher is looking for. You also have the option to add another service that you offer in kind of like an open text field. So in this particular listing, we also added fundraiser because there wasn't anything here that looked like a nonprofit event. So we wanted it to be clear that she also plans fundraisers and galas. So we added fundraiser as a custom service under that. So that is one of the biggest changes that's been made and the one that I really recommend that everyone pay attention to and go see what are your options under services. Wow. that's I, And I think that's one of the things that I noticed uh, about a month ago when you were starting to chat about this that, that came up. I don't think I had much time and I don't know that I jumped in and added a bunch of things. But in my in my situation, we also do rentals and flowers. Do you think yes. that's something that we should be adding? Yes, definitely. And if you do floral design, take a look under categories as well. You can have several secondary categories. You can only have one primary, but you can have Mm -hmm. a few secondary. So make sure that you've got florals or florist. I don't know the options off the top of my head, but make sure that you've selected something there that also indicates that you do flowers. So take a look at that. The other thing that you might be able to do... um, This is something that's actively changing right now, but a brand new section a lot of my listings have is called shop, and it used to be called products. And I think that Google is probably setting this up because in the future, they're going to want to show products in the search results more prominently, kind of Mm -hmm. like they do already. Mm -hmm. Like I was just searching for a bathtub for my house remodel for my my master bathroom. (laughs) And I was typing in a certain type of bathtub. And of course, right at the top, Google shopping results show up with a product photo and a price and that type of information. So we have the ability to possibly get a little more visibility for things that we sell under the shop page. So if you have certain rentals that have a set price, 
you could actually create them as products within the shop tab. This isn't something that I've actually done for a client yet because most of my clients don't have products. They just have services. Mm -hmm. But it might be something to think about and ask yourself, are there some products that you sell or things that you rent? Or that packages? Have Possibly, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Click through the shop tab and see. And the things that it asks for, it asks for a product name, a category for the product, a product photo. It does require you to input either a fixed price or a price range. So if you are willing to publish your pricing for some of your packages and at least put down a price range, that would be something I would highly recommend is to put that on there and see if you can get some more visibility. I understand that some vendors don't prefer to publish their Mm -hmm, pricing, mm -hmm. but if a price range does kind of fit what you do, then that is an option now. And then you have a product description. You can add a button that says order online or learn more. And then you save it. And I haven't run a lot of experiments on this. But again, when we see these new features that Google's experimenting with, it's probably because they're looking for some information to show searchers. And being the first one to use it and get your information in there is definitely going to improve the chances that you're going to get found. Yeah, that's oh, my goodness. Sarah, this is why I need you in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am so happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, Those are my biggest ones. Any other questions about Google My Business? So with Google My Business, um, uh, how do I put this? Do you know, like, do photos, do we need to do any SEO within Google My Business? Ooh, such a good question. Um, I'm so glad you brought up photos. I don't want to hammer some of these old points too much if people have already heard me talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But photos are so important on Google. And they're actually experimenting with more ways to show photos within the results of different listings. So it used to be under the map, It would just say the business name. And sometimes now on mobile, it's not only showing the business name, but also one of your featured photos from your listing. So it's important to have photos on the listing, keep them updated, make sure that they're photos that are showing your best work. Mm -hmm. So um, under the photos tab, I recommend all my clients go in there at least every couple months or maybe when they're posting a new blog post or event recap go into Google My Business and upload maybe two or three of your best new photos. So that's always really fresh. And to your point about SEO for these photos or what you do with them, um, I do like to make sure that they have unique image file names before I upload them that in some way describe what's shown in the image. So if you've got a recent wedding and it was at a venue called Greencrest Manor, you might say, Wedding reception, Greencrest Manor, Columbus, Ohio, .jpg. And assuming you've got a hyphen between each of those words. So that's going to be super helpful for Google when it decides which photos to show because you're actually describing what's in that image and giving a little bit more context. So consider if you've got time, this is not a must do. I'd rather you upload a photo with a useless image file name than not upload one at all. But if you have an extra five minutes, just look at that photo and rename its file name to describe a little bit better what's shown in that image. 
Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, good. Now what I wouldn't do and what people tend to do when they're trying really hard to rank for a certain keyword like wedding planner in Columbus, Ohio, is they will name every single image wedding planner Columbus, Ohio. Mm. And that looks super spammy to Google because they want you to use file names that actually describe what's shown in the image, not what you want it to just show up for in the search results. So they don't want to be spammed or misled. So I sometimes will use a file name like that, but only if the wedding planner is actually in the photo, if that makes sense. So if it was a picture of you, I might say wedding planner and your city within the file name, but that's pretty much the only context that I would do that. Um, I'll sometimes do that with photographers. If it's actually a photo of them working, I will say wedding photographer Atlanta, Georgia JPG as the hmm. file name. But I'm not going to just shove in that keyword phrase in every single photo name if it's not really relevant. So be careful and don't just try to spam your image photo names with whatever keywords you want to be seen for. That is so interesting. So when, okay, let me think here. So when you're talking about the Google name or the photo name, is that something that you set up before you upload it or yes. on Google itself? Yes, you can't edit a photo in any way once it's uploaded. So it's something that you actually do. Like imagine that photo's on your desktop of your mm -hmm, computer mm -hmm. and you can right click on it and click rename and then just type a new name for it. That's generally what I do is I put them in a folder or something of the ones I'm going to upload and then I just right click and I rename them individually and then I upload them together to Google My Business. Beautiful. And so do you think people look at the latest photos uploaded or do we have to delete them and just kind of keep? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, so... People definitely look through photos and if you have any time, go to the insights tab on Google My Business and you'll actually see how many photo views you've received in the last month or so. So that'll Whoa. help you get a feel for, um, you know, is it worthwhile for me to have photos on your listing? And my answer is absolutely it is. Um, the other thing I would say about um, do people look at the most recent? Keep in mind, Google's going to decide what order it shows your photos in, and that's not something you have any control over. So I don't know what their magic formula is for deciding which photos show up first as someone's mm -hmm. like scrolling through them on mobile, for example. But I would say that um, you can set your most important favorite photo as your cover photo, and that's going to give that a better chance of being the featured photo that shows up for your listing. Um, other than that, you're kind of at Google's mercy on which ones they show first. Mm -hmm. But that does mean that if you've got some really old work on Google My Business, you know, you've been you've had this listing for six, seven years, and that old work doesn't really represent the kind of work you want to be getting now, mm -hmm. I would go ahead and delete those older photos. Okay. Sarah, how does it work when somebody wants to work with you? Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, sure. I think so. Our, I think yeah. our listeners will find it very helpful to know like what you can do. Obviously, they know you're a total expert, um, but I, I would want them to know like what to expect and, and what you do. Yeah. So the, the best way to find out more about my services is I actually have a page on my website just called Get More Info. Mm -hmm. And if you enter your email address there, I'll send you a follow up with a PDF of like 
everything that talks about SEO services, what you can expect, um, who's actually ready for SEO for their website, because in some cases, a website probably isn't going to see a lot of success with Google. So I actually will not take on a project if I don't think that we can be successful in driving more traffic to the website. So that might be a website that's brand new. So someone just got into business and the site has no history on Google. Um, That's a really hard site to rank. Um, The other thing might be if it's a really shallow site without much content. Yes, we can get a site to rank if it only has like an about page and a services page and a contact page, but it's going to take a really long time. So I recommend that clients do have at least 10 blog posts on their website before we start working together so that I have a little bit more content to optimize for them. So If you find out through reading through that PDF that SEO might be a good fit for your site, um, then I do a consultation and we can talk through my two service options. So I've got one that's called the SEO roadmap. And that's when I audit your site and give you a great action plan and keyword plan for what you can do to improve your rankings. I also include 90 minutes of Q&A or site tweaks. So You can ask me all the questions you want. I can jump in and do the more technical stuff for you or guide you in the right direction. But the SEO roadmap is more of the uh, done with you option um, where you actually do most of the changes that I suggest yourself. If that's not your cup of tea, I do offer something that's called the SEO intensive, which is a three month project. And that's where I really dive in and take over. So I start with a roadmap, but then I execute that plan for you. So you don't have to worry about the technical stuff and exactly where a meta description goes and some of that. Um, I take care of it and we work on different key things for three months in a row. So those are my two core services when I'm working directly with a client one-on-one. I am rolling out in January the second round of my group program, which is called Wedding SEO Bootcamp. And that's a... Technically, yeah. it is January because oh, there we the go. first episode. So happy new year, everybody. Woohoo! Um, so yeah, tell it. us about this program you're rolling out. So this month, January, I will be doing Wedding SEO Bootcamp. I did my very first one in June 2018 or 2019. Um, and it was super fun. There were 15 participants and I guided them through my SEO process and things that they needed to do for SEO success. So it was much more of a, let me teach you, but I'm here for you for questions and we can kind of do it together as a class, as a group. So it's, I wanted something that was a little more hands-on than just an online course where it's like, here's your training materials and good luck. Um, But it is mostly training and people working on their sites alongside me as I teach them. And it's a four-day program. We do 90 minutes a day for four days. And at the end, you leave with a better optimized site for SEO and we track your results over time. So that site, that program is going to be limited to a small group of participants. So I can make sure to look at everybody's website. Um, But it's a little bit less expensive than working with me one-on-one. And um, so that will be on my site under the Wedding SEO Bootcamp tab. And wow, that's amazing. Sarah, anything else that you think we should know about Google My Business or even SEO that you think it's like a good ending to the podcast? Yes. Um, There's one more thing that I feel like I would be letting you down if I didn't mention (laughs) how important it is. And that is Google reviews. 
So um, I know that everyone in the wedding industry is so busy trying to get reviews on The Knot and Wedding Wire and Facebook too. And now I'm telling you, you need reviews on Google, Mm -hmm. um, which is super frustrating. But keep in mind, Google loves having content on their own platform. And so they will prioritize listings that have more Google reviews. So you can even ask your clients to go on and copy and paste a really similar review that they already put on another site. But don't forget about getting reviews on Google and make sure that's a priority if you do want to show up more on Google this year. That is, I mean, that's super important. And I know people are starting to look everywhere because not all people are going even through Facebook. Yeah. We get a lot of Facebook reviews and I'm like, send them to Google, please. Yes, copy that to Google. Yeah. Uh, what I love about Google is that even if you're getting a referral word of mouth from someone, you know that that person is still going to go and look you up online and you want to make sure your website's showing up, that you've got a great Google My Business listing that shows up on the right side and you've got some reviews right there that prove how great you are. And that's really going to help you to close that business, even if it's coming not just from a Google search, but from a word of mouth referral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Well, Sarah... I think everybody knows where to find you, but just in case they weren't listening and they're all they're going to have to rewind, where can people find you and where should they be following you, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm most active on Instagram. So I'm at Sarah does SEO on Instagram and that's Sarah S-A-R-A. And my website, if you'd like to learn more, is Sarah does Beautiful. And guys, Make sure you check out Sarah's new program. I've been kind of eyeing it here and there and waiting for it to open. But happy new year to everybody. Make sure you follow her. She's got tons of tips. She's like she said, she's very active on Instagram and she has lots of good um, SEO and Google My Business tips that she does every week. And she's you're just have so much knowledge and a true expert in this field. I thank you very much. Thank you for being here today. And happy thank you New so Year much. And happy holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. It, that means a lot. I really appreciate it. I love sharing about SEO. So I'm so glad you're watching. And thanks so much for sharing with everyone who's listening. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.